welcome to the Chris Oldcorn Show. We have an amazing show for you tonight. I'm going to be talking about what the infectious disease experts are talking about with a second wave of COVID-19 and why we should be concerned about that. We're also going to have a segment from Danny Dupuy, who's a reporter here at On TV. Uh, she talked to the Alzheimer's Society here in Sault Ste. Marie, so we'll have that for you as well. But first, the numbers for COVID-19. Here in Algoma, luckily, we still only have the three positive cases, which are at the Extended Care Mapleview Long-Term Care Home here in Sault Ste. Marie. Other than that, we presently have no other positive cases, which is good because we're in the process of testing all of our long-term care homes here, both for the residents and for the staff. And so far, there's only been three positive tests. However, provincially, our numbers are still going up, but they're not as bad as they could be. So that's good. We're still trending in the right direction. I'll be right back after the break. And welcome back. Okay, I've talked on this show a lot about COVID-19, obviously. I've talked about things such as herd immunity and, and what would a vaccine do and so on. But what we're going to talk about now is the second wave of COVID-19 and how we should be concerned about it. A number of infectious disease experts have been sounding the alarm about a second wave of COVID-19 that could actually be worse than the first wave which we are presently in. So what I want to talk to you about first is uh, Dr. Michael Osterham. He's the director of the Center for Infectious Disease Research and Policy at the University of Minnesota. You're going to see a slide up on your screen. And he said... This damn virus is going to keep going until it infects everybody it possibly can. It surely won't slow down until it hits 60 to 70 percent, and that is 60 to 70 percent of the whole population. Okay, so let's just step back for a second and go and look at the flu that happened in 1918, so just a little over 100 years ago. It infected a third of the population on the whole planet. However, and this is the important thing to grasp, the second wave was much worse than the first wave. And what experts are now concerned about is the seasonal flu cycles. We are now you know, past flu season. We're seeing downward trends for COVID-19. However, we're also seeing downward trends of regular flu as well. And this is where they get really concerned. We don't know accurately what percentage of people in the population have been exposed to COVID-19 and who have developed the antibodies. The numbers are all over the place. They range from 5% to 20%. Now, if I go back to Dr. Olsterholm and his prediction of we need 60 to 70%, even if we're at 20%, we're only a third of the way there to get to 60%. And this is where the concern comes in. Okay, regular flu, for example, has an incubation time of two days, meaning you, you catch it, you don't show symptoms for two days, so you're exposing other people, and then you develop the symptoms of the flu. That is the average incubation for the normal flu. It varies slightly between different strains of flu, but that is the average. COVID-19 has a five-day incubation period, meaning that you're walking around with COVID-19 for five days on average with no symptoms at all which means you're exposing more people before you develop the symptoms of COVID-19. You are asymptomatic, meaning you presently are walking around like, for example, I'm not feeling ill at all today, but I could be in a two-day incubation period for the normal flu or a five-day incubation for 
COVID-19. And this is where the infectious disease experts are concerned because people are walking around for a longer period of time without knowing that they're sick, which means the more you are walking around without knowing that you're sick, the more people you're going to come into contact and the more people that you could infect. And then those people walk around for five days before they develop symptoms. So it's like a snowball effect. Remember when you're a kid and you made a small little snowball at the top of the hill and then you started to roll it down. By the time you got to the bottom, it was a huge massive snowball. This is kind of what we're looking at here, okay? Because you have a longer incubation period, you're looking at infecting more people before you even know that you are actually infectious. So, what does this mean? It means there's a much higher transmission rate. The more people, the more you walk around, the more people you are going to infect without even knowing it. It's not, it's not our fault, you know, we don't know you're sick. You know, when we're sick, we usually stay home. But if you don't know you're sick and you are out for five days, for example, let's say you work in an office and you catch it from someone on, on Sunday, you then go to work five days, Monday to Friday, and then all of a sudden, Friday night, Saturday morning, you start to feel sick. You spend a whole week at work at the office coming into contact with people that you work for, meetings with other companies, even when you walk walk out the door and go down to Starbucks and, and get a coffee. Every person you come into contact with, you could spread the virus to. It's much different if you were kept, caught the normal flu from someone on Sunday, and then Tuesday night, Wednesday morning, you start to feel ill, and then you don't go to work Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Or you might go to work one day and be like, oh, I'm feeling sick, I'm gonna go home, or I'm not coming in Thursday, Friday. So you can kind of see where we're at, why they're so concerned about COVID-19. It's because you could spend an entire work week instead of half a work week infecting people. So I hope that I've explained that so you kind of understand what they're actually concerned about. The other thing too is I've talked about what's called herd immunity. Herd immunity means that enough people have been exposed to the virus that they've developed the antibodies and then it's much harder to pass around. However, herd immunity only works when 60 to 70% of the people have the antibodies. The only way right now infectious disease experts expect COVID-19 to actually be stopped is with a vaccine. We are currently testing vaccines. It doesn't look like there's gonna be any vaccines for 2020. We're probably looking at more like 2021 before we have an effective vaccine. Now, in a moment, we'll be right back with Danny Dupuis and her interview with the Alzheimer's Society. Hold tight. Hey everyone, and welcome back to another segment of In This Together SSM. Today we are here with Terry Caparossi, Executive Director of Alzheimer's Society, and uh, Bea for Montessori, if I'm not pronouncing that correctly, our That's Resource okay. uh, Development Coordinator. How are the both of you today? We're doing good. We're really excited to be able to tell um, everybody about some of the changes that are happening with our service as well as some of our fundraising events. Yeah, and you know what? We'll just dive on right into there. So um, right off the bat, can you let us know what services are going on right now at the Alzheimer's Society? Sure, Danielle, thank you. Well, as you know, um, since uh, the, what, the third week in March, um, uh, COVID-19 has really hit our community and communities across uh, across the world. So we had taken the steps to suspend all in-person gatherings and programming at that time. Um, all of our staff have been deployed to uh, home-based workers. They've all been given um, laptops and resources to continue the good work that they do 
uh, from home. So each one of our staff has their own caseloads that they're connecting with people on a, a daily, weekly, bi-weekly, monthly basis to ensure that um, people are staying healthy and safe. Um, and the other part of that is that uh, we have um, a recreation therapist doing activity kits for persons living with dementia and doing doorstep uh, drops. So the clients remain active in their own homes with their caregivers. It's been a trying time for, for all of us, but um, I can certainly say that the, the nimbleness um, of which our staff have really uh, taken the advantage of, of doing different things in terms of service uh, has been pretty amazing for, uh, for people in our community here. Now, um, in speaking with those services, can you just elaborate a little bit about what the, you know, these new activities are for individuals suffering with dementia? Sure. We've, uh, we put individual activity kits based on uh, a client's needs, um, what they liked in the past. So they could involve puzzles, they could involve, involve coloring books, they could involve word searches, matching games, uh, card games, dominoes, and, and so on and so forth. So we really tailor them to each individual uh, person and, and really look at um, building on some of the activities that they've liked to in, the, in the past. Okay, oh, that's really great to hear. And now um, with everything else is going on, um, it's come to my attention that you also have a raffle going on and there are a few fundraising efforts as well. Can you elaborate on that for us? Um, certainly, um, everybody knows about our Ladies' Night Out. It's a really popular event. 400 ladies gather to this event and it's uh, very successful um, to raise funds for our services and unfortunately due to COVID uh, we've had to cancel that event but we've come up with an idea should people want to still gather together with their friends virtually so um, a lot of people are doing it already so let's give them the opportunity to continue that while helping um, you know our local services here on Trunk Road. So what we've done is we've um, actually put something together to um, let people know what we're doing. Um, they would be hosting their own virtual ladies night in, asking their friends and family to join in, and they'd just be spending some time together, um, having a, a good time the way they would normally do at the ladies night out. So, um, and what they can do is if they are able to, we know that everybody's um, situations a little different but if they're able to su support the society we do have a ladies night in um, online giving website and they would go to on.alz.to backslash ladies night in and they can make a secure online donation those funds would be used for the services that terry had uh, mentioned earlier and um, so that's the ladies night in portion we also have the um, luxurious ladies raffle tickets. These are very popular. And just before Mother's Day, they're selling like um, hotcakes, but they're only being sell sold, sorry, <laughs> by e-transfer. So um, we've had some very generous um, sponsors donate um, the prizes. And um, what they would need to do is to call the Alzheimer's Society office at 942-2195 to make arrangements um, to um, purchase it via e-transfer. And uh, the first um, prize is uh, pretty incredible. It's very popular. It's a $4,000 travel voucher, along with uh, some um, really nice sunglasses donated uh, by Dr. Linda Miles. So that package alone is worth almost $5,000.
and you can travel within Canada or Ontario and that um, voucher has been extended for two years from the date of the draw. So you have till September 2022 to use that voucher. And then we have a, a really nice limo, limo and dinner package. That's worth over $2,000. The third prize um, is a spa beauty package. Um, and then we also have um, a really nice set of ladies diamond um, hoop earrings. Now all of the funds raised um, with this raffle would come back to the society for our services. We actually had to extend the date of the draw to September 21st. It normally draws the night of the ladies night out, which would have been this month on the 21st. So we moved it back. We got all the permissions from people that had already um, purchased tickets. And um, so we moved ahead on um, changing the date. And we're hoping that people will um, support that if they can. And um, again, that'll support our services at the bottom line, the money stays here. Wow, well, what a great way, especially for Mother's Day. I mean, your tickets are only $10 right now and you only have 4,050 of them available. So it, I hope that you sell out. I know ticket raffles just go crazy in the Sioux, so hopefully you do get there. Um, yeah. And we also just wanna say thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us about you know, the ladies raffle, the ladies night, and also the services that you, you have right now. So thank you. We appreciate the opportunity, thank you. Thank you, Danielle, stay well. And welcome back. I'd like to thank Danny Dupuy, a reporter here with On TV, for her interview with the Alzheimer's Society. Great job. Thank you very much. You can follow me on Instagram or Twitter at Chris Oldcorn. You can also listen to the audio version of this show as a podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and other podcasting platforms. I'll be back tomorrow morning at 8 a.m. on the special report with Colette Linden. Until then, have a fantastic evening. Good night.